0: This is episode 38 of Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout podcast. He's Randy Sherman, and I'm Tony Miller. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the four factors. We've talked about this on the show before. But we're going to actually go through a game breakdown. My season has started, and so you'll get to see today kind of how Randy goes through that with one of his coaches and looks over. We've played two games to this point, so we'll have a, a little bit of data here. Small sample size, but sure. um, some of the things that he points out early on. That will hopefully help improve our team and help how we practice and ultimately how we perform on the court. Before we get to that, a big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. With basketball season here, I know most of you have everything that you need, but if there's anything that you have found that you're missing, basketball, scorebooks, anything else that maybe you are already in need of replacing, 323 Sports can help you get whatever you're missing on time and at a great price. To find out more about what they can do for your basketball program, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your sports program. So I'll go ahead and set this up, Randy. What people are seeing here is our huddle page. I'm sure most, if not all coaches who are watching this are familiar already with this screen. But we have selected two of our games, the two that we've played so far. Mm -hmm. What we have here in front of us here is our data, our information. And from here, we can kind of toggle back and forth and go from this. But as we said, four factors today if you have yet to listen to, we've, we Randy, you've, we, what, what, like three episodes we've done with something like this, I think. Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah.
0: So you can go back and, and listen to that and kind of um, how we go about in general, breaking that down. But we wanted to get specific today and show you how we go through that. So Randy, you feel
1: free to start wherever you want. And I'll click wherever you tell me to go. Yeah. I recently had a physical, like I went to the, to, to the doctor and, and, uh, and had a physical and two, Two weeks prior to my actual appointment with a doctor, I had to go and get get a blood sample drawn. They take the blood sample and they they'd send it off to a lab and you get a report that sort of like summarizes your glucose level, cholesterol, all of this on this report. So, so it's sort of like a summary of your health as told via your blood, right? So... Like this is sort of like that. It's like a, it's a it's a summary of the health of your team through two games, um, which, like you said, is a small sample size. Uh, there may be uh, some numbers in here affected by, you know, you played a, a I, I know you played a division one opponent who's got, you know, that may skew some of the data with only a two game sample size one way or the other. Um, but um, yeah, this I would say that this page is sort of like that blood work page of like this is, this, is, this is like what, how healthy we are as a team, right? So um, I typically want to know some bottom line numbers, and, and the four factors are definitely those. Um, so through two games, your effective field goal percentage is 49.2. For a college team, that's a little low. Like that's, that's a, it's a little low for a college team. The turnover percentage of uh, 21.8 again for for a college team that's a little high. Most of the times you see those down in the mid teens for a college team, but you played an opponent that probably, you know, athletically superior and things like that by playing a D1 opponent that in the, only through two games is probably driving that up a little bit offensive rebounding really low a good standard there for your offensive rebounding percentage if you're actively trying to pursue that factor some teams don't some teams just get back they they don't crash the glass. Um, your offensive rebounding numbers you know a good standard would be are we getting are we rebounding about a third of our misses and your yours yours through two games is well below that at 21.1%. And also, the defensive rebounding percentage, just doing a little math here off the top of my head, I can can go ahead and look. I can do the inverse of that, which would be your opponent's offensive rebounding percentage. So, your defensive rebounding percentage is 63.2. That would mean your opponent's offensive rebounding percentage is, what would that be, like 37% 37, nearly? yeah. Yeah, so that's they're they're rebounding offensively very well compared to yours so you're really upside down into that margin and what that means is you're just going to just they're just getting more shots than you simply put you can't keep up when they're getting more shots than you if they're offensive rebounding at that rate and then your free throw factor kind of the fourth factor that's okay 0.29 that's 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 okay it's not great it's not terrible either it's just okay Free throw factor being a rate where you take your free throw attempts, compare them to your field goal attempts, and it's a measure of how often we're getting, a rate to tell how often we're getting to the line. Um, scroll down just a little, and we can see at points per possession at 0.91. That, again, through two games for a college team, a little low. We'd like that to be closer to, to one point per session. I probably would have been kind of fooled by that just, by on first glance, like I would, and but but if you look at your effective field goal percentage, which was 49 of something, your possessions are okay. Uh, when you're not turning the ball over, you're coming up with with points per possession almost at a point per possession at 0.91. You're it's just getting drugged down by your turnovers, mm-hmm. turnover percentage. So if we look at, go ahead and um, you got any comments or anything, or, or uh, what would you? Does that match with what your eyeballs see from the bench after two yeah. games?
0: Yeah, at zero and two, that's that's pretty. I'm not surprised by any any of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing with a lot of this. It's not it's not like oh wow, I didn't I didn't know that. Like you were there at the games. You yeah. know that you got you know. It, this is just sort of like that summary data of your team's health that that might i think though what it can do is sort of like really point to what is undermining our success the most mm-hmm. at this point let's let's well let's 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 table that let's let's toggle over to your opponents and look at their performance yeah you're way upside down on effective field goal percentage margin they're, they're at 64.0 you were at 49 so right now, defensively, we, we got a long way to go. You know, we're, that's, that's just way too high. I would adventure to guess your opponent's points per possession somewhere near the 1.2 range. Yep. They're 1.24 um, just based on, on them within their, their effective field goal percentage being in the 60s. That's through the roof high. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it high? Why is it that high? Well, Things we've already talked about. We're we're, commit, we're turning the ball over 21 percent of the time. Many of those probably live ball turnovers that lead to, you know, steal, pitch ahead, one more pass, layup, two on one, right? Like those easy shots. Uh, we, we're getting handled on the glass. They're at, they're offensive rebounding at 38.7, which oftentimes leads to you know they 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 rebound a miss they stick it right back in they rebound a miss we foul them while they're trying to stick it right back in so they go to the free- throw line and score to high points per possession there um, so all of those things lead to you know two losses that's kind of in indicative of what I would look at with the coach you know without with with more with more sample size some of these things kind of normalized but um there's also some things that um that just from looking at this right off the bat that like we got to immediately shore up yeah so th- that that's just some early thoughts looking at that summary data
0: for us sharing it with our team i think that if you share just the numbers kids don't really care about that but when you do the comparison between the two and then I, what i like is just the ability to click on any of those and see immediately for us it's right now the focus is on turnovers and taking great shots and so i can just click immediately on effective field goal percentage or on the turnovers and get a breakdown of play
1: after play after play and they can see that yeah being able to to look at all your turnovers in like a playlist if you will you can start to notice a pattern emerge Mm -hmm. right like okay we we've turned it over you know the box from box score numbers maybe you turned it over 20 times in one game and you know 22 in the other or something like that you can you you, you know you get around 40 turnovers through two games to look at back to back and you start making some notes on what are some patterns like mm-hmm. when are we turning it over is it is it when we're trapped when we're transition yeah like what 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 is that problem area for us? And then I can go to our practices and recreate those scenarios or try to at least Mm -hmm. as best as you can in practice. Um, Like, Hey, here's, here's a problem area that's maybe contributed to 10 of our 40 turnovers. We're, we're getting in a, we're getting pressed. We're in a trap and we don't have guys here, 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 and here. Instead, you wandered off here and we had to make this pass or, you know, or, or, uh, you know, things like that. You can just see, some things that you're struggling with with turnovers in particular, I've often found again, especially not to belabor this point, but through a small sample size, that, that it can be sometimes driven high by one or two players. It may not be your whole team's got the turnover bug, but this, this one player does, or, or a high usage player or something like that, your point guard or something like that. They're, they're obviously going to find themselves in situations with, you know, with the ball comes responsibility. So, Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, it may be a matter of like really coaching one or two players through some problem areas. Mm
0: -hmm. That's how it's been for us. It's been about two or three guys, you know, and we're, we're attempting this year to play a little bit faster and, you know, we're trying to run our half court offense a little bit faster and make faster, better decisions. And, So I'm not mad through the first couple of games and none of this really surprises me, but I tell you what it has done practically is the individual workouts that we have with guys through the week. We have, we do two a week and at one of those, typically now I'm sitting down yesterday. I sat down with two of the guys that I have come for their workout on, on Wednesdays or Thursdays. And basically we just watch film and we watch those things of them. And then also of just the team in general and the conversations with what was, It's exactly what you just said. Um, Younger coaches will say, we're turning the ball over. Stop turning the ball over and making bad decisions. Veteran coaches will say, we're committing turnovers in these areas. Let's not do this anymore. You know, Those coaches that really know how to coach and what to address will sit down with individual players or with their team and will say, we need to stop doing this. Do you see how this is impacting? And you see when we get ourselves in these troubles, when we turn the ball over. And then they adjust their practice plan and they go out and recreate game scenarios so that their players can get experience, game experience, actually addressing those before they have to go out and play a real opponent again. Yeah. And so for me, that's kind of the thought process behind starting with Randy and talking through this is helpful. But then, okay, so now what? How should that practically change what you do in a practice to actually make your players better?
1: Yeah, to me, we got to recreate some, some scenarios You know, particularly to turnovers, which which basically, I always say that like like you know, committing a turnover is 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 analogous to like taking a zero on a school assignment. It does the same thing to your grade point average, right? Like, or your term grade. You know, if I maybe turned in my first two assignments and made a a hundred and a ninety, I got a ninety five average. If if my third assignment I don't turn in at all and take a zero, that ninety five average just gets sliced, right? we We come away with nothing from that possession. So we've got to shore those up. And mm-hmm. um, we do that, like you said, like by like trying to find some patterns that we can recreate and practice and 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 find better solutions for or or find situations we're getting ourselves into that we'd be better off avoiding. Mm-hmm. right? Maybe we could look at some shot charts next. Let me pull this one up. Yeah, like you could look at, um, this is where I would say I like to look at and see, um, you know, a coach, a lot of the coaches I've worked with, and and I know this to be true of you guys are really trying to get your shot geography to look like rim and three, right? Like really get it to look like we're playing for the most efficient, analytically speaking shots at the rim and beyond the three point arc. So I like to look at these just to sort of, again, that, that, analogy I made to our, my, my blood work at the physical, like, okay, how, how are we, how are we doing? <laughs> what do the numbers say? Like, how are we doing in that regard? Um, so you see those, those blocks where it has your, your, uh, your makes over your attempts for each of those zones. And you see that you, you only have, you know, um, if we, if I like to, I like, I like to look at these lower two blocks some coaches like to, um, you know, think of the paint in three. I like to look at rim in three. You know, sometimes those upper paint shots are are, but also too in the tagging of the film they might be close. You know, so anyway, but like really those lower two blocks and then and then the the ones outside the three point arc, and I'd say you guys as far as shot geography are are on your way to to. Uh, to having that, that tight packed packing of shots around the rim in the three point arc.
0: Part of that is just our system and the emphasis to your point there of it's just what we do every day. But I think that even the even though we haven't shot a lot of them, but those zero percentage, you know, mid range that coaches are trying to stay away, there there are still in the minds of your coaches. We have a lot of new players this year. And it's not that they haven't bought in, but they're just used to sometimes taking that one dribble pull up or stopping and taking the pull-up shot and to show them it it's not a it's not a great shot it doesn't mean that you can't make it but it doesn't yield us a high return and mm-hmm. can we get something better i think that's the the two biggest themes for us even in this first week and a half have been the turnovers and the decision making there but then also the decision making from shooting and i know we all come up with coaches as Either these phrases or these points has to be in range, in rhythm, uncontested, or whatever your criteria is. Mm-hmm. But until the players make the connection between that and the kinds of shots that they're taking and um, how those flow and maybe what they're settling for, maybe you're a team that you know, we try to emphasize really three sides. Well, a lot of those, first, those second side shots that are being missed up here at the top, I can tell you are probably coming off of transition and they're touching – at the best two sides and then I'm Mm -hmm. getting a three point attempt and that's some of our lower percentages. That's something that this can just reinforce for me what I'm saying to them already. And hopefully can kind of be that light bulb of them seeing, Oh yeah. Okay. When I take that early shot, we're shooting a lower percentage. And it's just that additional support to things that you're already saying in practice.
1: Yeah. And, and all three point attempts are not created equal. Mm-hmm. That's something that, you know, it's the beauty of huddle or synergy or those types of services that that I can go and look at all those attempts and and sort of like say, okay, do you see players? Do you see how this attempt's different than that attempt? One, we just, you know, trim the edges by, by passing it, you know, maybe over and down and over and then shot over the top of the defense without collapsing it. Versus, But on the spreadsheet, it's going to go down as a three-point attempt. And coach says, you know, three-point attempts are the best shots. You like, But the the nuanced difference would be, okay, check out this possession where where we drove it, collapsed the defense, and we kicked it to you, and you shot like a 22-foot free throw just standing mm-hmm. there, right, versus versus having to look, organize your feet from a perimeter pass. You got to stand there, catch an inside-out pass, That looks more like our drills. It feels more like it feels when I've got a shooter and a rebounder. It feels more like it feels when I'm shooting from the Dr. Dish, getting all the sponsors in today. See Mm -hmm. that? um, You know, it feels more like that when it comes inside out. So, Mm -hmm. so showing like, yeah, we're getting a lot of attempts and, and you may have heard three point attempts are what we're seeking, but they're not all created equal. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, what I would look at, would would be dive a little deeper into those three point attempts to say okay here's one where we just trim the edges and shot over the top of the defense mm-hmm. could we do better maybe we could penetrate we could get mm-hmm. here's one that i like where we cut a guy this guy drove a gap he kicked it out to to where the help came from and you got to stand still inside out catch and shoot three and those we're making at maybe 1.3 points per shot or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, those, those would be some of the nuanced differences. But can you click over to BJU opponents on the shot chart? And let's let's look at them, their shot geography. So if we're saying we want rim in three, then the inverse for our opponents would be true. We want to reduce their those shots for them right now we're not doing that <laughs> um they're getting a lot of shots at the rim that's that's a way to to look at sort of like you know okay we're we're doing good but our opponents are doing even better so we're mm-hmm. not on the positive sides of those margins so mm-hmm. oh yeah so what stands out to you here when you look at your opponent shot geography
0: i was even watching this morning uh, well, first of all like wofford can really shoot the ball sure yeah <laughs> they, no doubt yeah they shot I think they made high teens three point attempts against us. So, But a lot of it too was that was filmed for me this morning that I was watching was um, in transition, the point of attack guy dropping too far into the paint to kind of help out with the rim runner and never recovering out to a shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, We doubled the post because we are really outsized. So. If I have a guy go in double the backside rotation to make sure that a guy's taking away a three point shooter on the backside, that didn't happen a lot. So it was really actually um, eye opening for us, not just like we needed to be there better, but it actually pointed out to us rotations that needed to be practiced yeah. better. Um, yeah. Our transition defense needed to be better. So it was one of those again where it went beyond what the numbers were. The numbers just allowed us to see some of the things that were happening deeper at a deeper level or that maybe you wouldn't have initially thought about mm-hmm. when it came to, I mean, maybe you're thinking like close out better or I don't know what you're thinking, but it, it helped to reveal yeah. other things.
1: Yeah. When you get on the court with a team like Wofford, your mindset needs to go from contesting threes to disallowing them. Yeah. Because they're not going to take bad, many bad ones. So the, you know, just, Just so, so it's it's like it's not like they're gonna just take some where they just, uh, you know, contested three where a guy just dribbles in place and then shoots it over the top of you. Like they're just not gonna do that. So most of their threes are going to be good quality. So so a team like that, um, you've got to really think about how are we going to reduce attempts, (laughs) given that they're they're going to take just mainly mostly just catch and shoot threes, which you can argue this and I've, I've, I've gotten this, but like you, you're, you're in, you don't impact those that much, right? Yeah. Like the, the you're running at him and he's got his eyes on the rim. He doesn't even know yeah. it. You know, It it's, that's unaffected as much by the defense. So yeah. it's by that point, it's almost like too late to really impact the outcome of this shot. We're, we're depending on luck or whatever now, you know? Right. So, so really what are we doing? How are we helping? How are we recovering? Like you mentioned, how are we rotating to where we we reduce their attempts? Cause if they if they get given that they're disciplined, given that they can shoot, if they get a good amount of attempts, like we're gonna get three balled to death. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, things like that early in the season, those rotations, man, that that to me, when I coached was something I felt like yeah, we're getting one. We're getting one guy, but then they make the extra pass, and we're not getting that second that that X out. That second guy going to the extra pass, and you know that that was something that like you needed. Players need to see that on film. Like, yeah, see, like okay. Well, I thought so and so was gonna go. I thought you were gonna go. Well, somebody needs to. You know, like like uh, those kind of take some film, and um, honestly, it almost like 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 a. A kid needs to touch that burning pot to to know to learn, don't touch that. It's hot. Like, you kind of need to get some three balls sunk on your head to, to sort of like, oh, okay, this, these rotations, Like, not only are they hard, but against really good teams, they matter.
0: Hopefully that was helpful. Gave you some things to look at with your team and hopefully some practical implications for then how that should impact what you do with your program in response to a game that you play. Appreciate all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch that whole interview on the Radius Athletics YouTube page, or you can listen to the podcast version of it just by simply searching a quick timeout podcast. You'll find that on any of the major podcast platforms. Thanks so much to all of you who joined us this week. We'll be back next week with another edition of Hoops Form.